0: We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club
1: and enjoy the show.
0: Hey Valentina. Hey Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. In today's podcast, we are taking the conversation on triggers a step further from our last episode in which we talked about managing triggers in our individual lives. And we are taking this journey now to examining where our triggers come from in terms of diving deeper into the roots of our ancestral lineage
1: because none of us evolved in a vacuum and our healing requires the understanding of the environment from which we came so allow yourself to relax or go for a run or whatever it is that's going to nourish your soul and press play today we are featuring the pretty mental sisters and we are each other's guests Welcome to another solo podcast.
0: It's so great to have you in the studio today, Valentina.
1: Thank you for joining me, Paula. And we will begin.
0: Right now. So if you
1: guys listened to last week's podcast uh, that we had with TJ Mangrum, if you haven't, we highly recommend that you do. So many gems in that podcast. We talked about triggers and how you can really free yourself by learning about the things that bother you versus blaming the people or the things that are causing that
0: trigger to upset erupt, you. to upset you. So yeah, so exploring deeply into why something is triggering you, what it's bringing up, what are you afraid of? Right versus calling someone an asshole And focusing on what they did wrong only because the thing is that every time that somebody rubs us the wrong way, what's really happening is that they are rubbing up against an open wound, essentially. So the favor that they are doing us every time they upset us, if we take the time to look, is that they are showing us where we still have open wounds. And if we pay attention to that, we can go back and start closing those wounds up, right? we just focus on being angry with them and everything they did wrong we might never stop long enough to lick our own wounds ew
1: <laughs> i just is that what animals do, do i had an themselves? image
0: i literally had as i was speaking i had a visual of a dog just licking its own wounds
1: uh, that just sounds like it hurts
0: but i understand what you're saying it's disinfecting the wound
1: um yeah, and it's important to look at our own triggers because if we don't, we're going to keep whatever wound we have not healed and it's going to manifest in different ways. Whether it's your job, your relationship within your family or an actual partner, you're go- it's going to keep popping up one way or another because the thing is it's not the people that are around you so much as it is the way that you are reacting. And when you can really figure out how you're reacting and why you're reacting – then it's going to get clear whether or not you really need to cut someone out of your life, right? If not, you're just going to cut everyone out of your life and then you're going to just think that the world is like everyone's an asshole.
0: Yeah, but nobody will trigger you, but... Exactly. You may also
1: find yourself very alone. So this week we wanted to expand a little bit on what we spoke about with TJ and go a little deeper into ways that you can explore your trigger because both... Paula and Sebastian, our brother and I have kind of separately within the last month been really exploring what it mean what our ancestors mean to us or the significance of our
0: ancestors. Yeah, so we're looking at triggers and what how we're looking at the way in which generational patterns contribute to the individual triggers that we are each working through. Right. We think that we are healing something that is just our own, that it's something that we're struggling with, that maybe is because of our temperament or our personality. But if we really want to take this to the next level, this healing journey to the whole next level, you have to realize that this isn't a you thing as TJ was saying in last uh, in our last episode. This is, you're basically living out a pattern that has been around in your family for generations.
1: Yeah. Paula, how have you been exploring the whole, how our ancestors play into
0: this? There's several different layers of ancestors, right? Because I think about the people that are actually in our family, Mm -hmm. in that lineage, And then I've also been thinking a lot about my lineage as a woman. So when I, for example, find myself wanting to silence my voice in a relationship with a male counterpart, I've been realizing that this isn't, again, this isn't just a me thing. This is something that, and I'm not saying every woman does this, and I'm not saying every man plays into this role, but... This is a role that our world has kind of perpetuated for m- many generations. It's, it's a game that we've all, it's a dance that we've all been dancing together uh, where women have been silencing their voices. And maybe men do this too, so generalizations. But I've been realizing that in healing my own relationship to men, I'm not just healing myself, I am also tapping into the wounds that have been created across generations between men and women. So I've been examining the greater gender patterns that I've been playing into. And simultaneously, I've been examining the patterns within my family that I've been playing into. And one of the biggest places where I see patterns being revealed for me is in the relationship between my mom and I. So my mom and I are super close. I love her so much. She has taught me so much about life and continues to teach me every day when I'm going through some of my greatest struggles. She is somebody that I can definitely always count on. And at the same time, we have a very unique way of rubbing up against, rubbing up against each other's wounds. So I can definitely pull up the places in her that have not been healed and she can very much pull up the places in me that have not been healed and in this past month I got a much clearer picture into her patterns and that is helping to untangle my own patterns so much because I mean, essentially, we inherit our patterns from our ancestors. So the more that I can understand where she's coming from instead of being upset with her for it or even demonizing her for it, the more that I can say, like, oh, look at that. Like, that pattern that I'm mad at her for, this is why it's happening. This is why it's there. And now that I'm seeing it, I'm actually liberating myself from it. So this past month was really big for me with that because – It started when she called me asking for help to work through something that she was being really triggered by, and normally I actually try not to go deep into helping her with this stuff because she is my mom, so (laughs) the amount of space that I can hold without being biased is limited, and I'm a trained hypnotherapist, but I try not to use that with my family because, again... One of the most powerful aspects of going to therapy is that your therapist cannot can be not biased. Oh my god!
1: (laughs) Sorry, this reminds me of when you and we did hypnotherapy. That was one of the greatest lessons for you to not do it with family. We have to play the audio. When Valentina
0: and I tried to do hypnotherapy when I was getting my certification, I had to like had to practice. So I, Valentina, I asked Valentina to let me, you know, practice with her, and she was open to it but Um, at the end of this podcast if you listen long enough We'll
1: we'll play the recording because we Paula records all her hypno sessions with her patients so then they can go back and listen to it. I recorded on their phone, so, so they But have we it recorded for it on my phone. Y'all, please listen to It's hilarious. <laughs> we'll post it. We'll post it. We, we'll post about we couldn't it we just could not stop laughing.
0: <laughs> Cause we don't take each other seriously enough. We
1: can't. It's too hard. Okay. I really am sorry for disrupting your flow. That shit's funny.
0: So my mom called me and I had done a meditation the night before where I forgave her for any way in which she had hurt me, even though I don't think she ever hurt me intentionally. We all hurt each other in the places that we haven't healed. But that just came up in my meditation. And I just wanted to give her love. And the next day, she called me asking for help. And she doesn't do that much um, from a place of me being a therapist because it's a boundaries thing. But anyways, it felt like it was the right thing to do. And I basically led her through a hypno regression where we went to explore the pattern that was at play. And what I realized, and what she realized through this exercise, was that her fear of strong emotions was rooted in her childhood, and she gave us permission to talk about this. So
1: we called her beforehand and asked.
0: Yeah, but her fear of really strong, strong displays of emotions, or or even abandonment, was rooted in her childhood. She grew up with alcoholism and abuse in her family, and if any of you guys have been around alcoholism, you would know that it often creates for pretty chaotic emotional expressions. And what ends up happening to a lot of people, uh, you either become come out of those types of homes or situations with a, a lot of anger and a lot of aggression to kind of defend yourself, or you come out afraid of strong emotional expressions.
1: Because when you've seen strong emotional expressions in the past, they've resulted in extremely, sometimes in my mom's case, Disastrous and abusive consequences.
0: Outcomes. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, you know, I didn't grow up in that kind of home. So if I see people getting angry, or also my temperament, maybe I was the child that would have come out more angry. But if I see people getting angry, I'm not at all intimidated. I'm just like, oh, they're angry. Like they can be angry. But if you have trauma around somebody's anger and you see anger, you're, you want to stop it by all means possible. So, she gave me the gift of having, by doing this exercise with her, of having more insight into the root of her wounds, right? So it's, I was helping her, but essentially it really helped me because I understood that her fear of strong emotions was rooted in something that was way beyond her. She wanted to intervene in situations and stop situations that as a child were way out of her control and this pattern carried on into adulthood so what get it get clear for so people know like when you would get angry as a kid yeah that's what i'm gonna say oh sorry so i'm a very expressive strong emotional person i mean i'm an artist i have all kinds of emotions so my anger has always intimidated her And the, the thing is that with any strong emotion like anger, the more you try to suppress it in the other person, the stronger it becomes. So with her trying to pause my anger and suppress it, I was becoming more explosive because it felt like somebody was telling me to be quiet. And what was happening is that she was unconsciously recreating a similar situation to the one she had with her dad because I mean, her dad is the one that had like the very strong, angry emotions. And she was trying to stop me from having them. But by not allowing me free emotional expression, she was I was becoming an angry person. And I've talked about this. This is what the meditation really helped me to release. But just seeing where that had come from, gave me so much understanding and compassion into why she responded to my emotions in that way throughout our life. And it also helped liberate me from this label of like, oh, I'm an angry person To No, I I was just expressing my emotions the way that they wanted to be expressed. But people were scared of strong emotions because of their own trauma. And by leaning into my mom's healing and by us staying together and continuing to work through the ways in which we rub up against each other, I've been able to see this more clearly than ever. And it's given me back some of my power because I realized that those stories of me being an angry person and where came from a fear and anger that I had nothing to do with. It came from generations past. It came from somebody trying to numb their emotions through alcohol and them being explosive. And, and why did that person try to numb their emotions? What were they told about emotions? Why were they trying to run from that? All that to say that this stuff goes back generation after generation after generation until we stop long enough to look at the patterns.
1: Because when you look at the patterns, you're able, you are able to depersonalize what's going on. You can take a step back and you won't be caught in it anymore. You won't be inside of that narrative. You will be an observer of the narrative. And at that point, you can decide whether you want to play into it or not.
0: Yeah, you can say, this isn't me. This isn't me. I don't have to defend that I'm not an angry person. The more that I try to defend it, I'm going deeper into that role. So maybe now, when I experience my mom feeling fear at my anger, maybe I can practice, or it's not even anger, like even, you know, my strong emotional expression, I can practice understanding, okay, she's responding from a history of conditioning that was there way before I even came into the picture. And maybe I can just take a step back and not play into the role. Because the thing is, too, that our ego, our personality, until we undo these narratives and these layers of conditioning, we find ways to continue like recreating them over and over again, over and over again.
1: I was speaking to my mom, and she was saying, because we were telling her about the pattern or um, the podcast that we were going to talk about. And she was saying, well, what if someone really is abusive? Should you just sit there and recognize the pattern and keep living in that abusive situation? Or should you cut them off? Because we're saying don't cut anyone off. Really learn from it. But sometimes you need space. But, right. So we're saying before you entirely cut them off. And maybe that will be it. Maybe maybe the outcome is you cut someone off. It, but before you do that, it is worth getting curious about where this all is coming from. Be- and this isn't this isn't even about them. This is about liberating yourself, so you can live your best. So we can live our best lives. So we can live our freest lives and not stuck in in whatever pattern we've been
0: connecting with. Yeah, because this is and this is just a crazy thing about being human. Is that the more that we react. these patterns and and i'm gonna say between parents and and kids because this is what it always comes back to it's oh you know our parents did this and our parents did that and uh you know that's a big trend in psychology that we're all trying to heal from the conditioning of our childhood and then you know they're trying to heal from the conditioning of their childhood and everyone's just trying to heal from the conditioning of their childhood but the more that we react and get angry with our parents or our family members for being a certain way, we're basically signing up to continue the pattern. Exactly. It's just perpetuating it, right? Mm-hmm. Until we can say, okay, I see why you're scared of strong emotional expression. This has nothing to do with me. So I can chill now.
1: Right. And, and you'll be able... Yeah. You're like, I'm not an angry person. You're you're just actually af- afraid of, of emotions. Anger. And at this point, like, damn, now I have yeah. compassion for you and and we've sat with my mom and she's told us very very personal stories of how she grew up and when you get that understanding of how that where that person is coming from the only thing you can have is love the only thing you can have is compassion and empathy and understand that oh they're really doing the best that they can and they're not this perfect person Because sometimes we tend to look at our parents, and we've talked about this before, of how our parents have such a strong hold on us, and when we spoke on whatever podcast that was, I feel like we've kind of, we're growing out of that a little bit, where yes, our parents have such a strong hold on us, but it's not in the same way, because now we're really understanding where they're coming from, and where their grandparents are coming from, and where their great-grandparents are coming from. It can't have the same effect on us.
0: No, yeah. It's like that meme that I see on Instagram all the time that says it ran in the family until it ran into me. Ooh, a savage. I love it. I just imagine like Angelina
1: (laughs) Jolie in like this like Tomb Raider outfit. Like I'm here to blast any patterns that are being thrown
0: at me. I just think these these patterns continue until it reaches a generation. I think each generation gets better little by little by little. And then through the collective efforts of all of our parts, We finally reach upon a generation that goes deep and deep into this work. And who knows? Maybe our kids will be like, damn, you know, our parents needed to do more work. Right. I
1: always think about that. I always think about like me having kids and then then them being like, how did you not see that? That pattern you were carrying out. And I'm sitting here like, what are the patterns that I could potentially be not like not be seeing? I don't know. But, you know, this you painted a really clear picture of what this whole breaking patterns looks like with the meditation that you had with Janet the other day. I think you should talk about that. That'd be cool.
0: Oh yeah. That was crazy. We had, um, but something, something else that happened before that was I, I did another cacao ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a roll here, guys. I did another cacao ceremony. This one was really cool because it was breath work involved. Shout out to Nina Simone. That is the shaman's <laughs> name who does these cacao ceremonies in Atlanta. Crystal Sun Yogi on Instagram. Holler. She's awesome. And during the cacao ceremony, it's always a lot of visualizations. So it's like it's very similar to hypno in that sense. I had a very strong visualization that just came through where I saw myself as completely rooted in my own space separate from my parents it, like they were right in front of me but I was kind of my own tree so to speak and that was interesting because of the work that's been coming up lately but was that and then we did another meditation with Janet Raftis who is a Reiki Master here and in the Atlanta community. She's awesome. She actually did both pollenize Reiki sessions and they were really powerful. Yeah. So shout out to Janet. And we did this meditation where we came upon nine waterfalls. And when I arrived at the waterfalls, I was in my visualization, I was fully decked out in a cheetah bodysuit. And I had like a herd of cheetahs and jaguars and all like a herd of animals with me I I came in with a freaking parade and I the person that was in the visualization with me was this goddess that weird that was in it and uh she like laughed at me and she was just like okay if you think you need all those things then then okay and I started getting into the waterfalls and they started washing me and with each consecutive waterfall, I could feel all those garments kind of fading away. And I was just getting gentler and gentler and gentler and going into the space of, oh, I don't really need to defend myself from anything. Like, I'm fine. I can just chill. And then there was this visual, visual that happened at the very end where I could see like, all my ancestors getting pulled out of me.
1: Yeah, Janet said in her visualization now imagine something is like sucking, I can't remember the it was right like words. A... It was more peaceful than what I'm about to say but it was like imagine things are being sucked out of you that you don't need.
0: <laughs> and so it was all my ancestors were getting sucked out of me and they were going to the light like I was just sending them to the light but they were getting sucked out and sucked out and sucked out and sucked out and what was left at the end of it post full leopard suit and all of that was just my essence it was just a white essence and it was peaceful so
1: that was to me such a beautiful picture of not and it's not so much you don't need your ancestors it's like they don't they don't need to be a their patterns don't need to be a part of you anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I was sending them to the light, right? Yeah. So I was sending them into love. Healing. I wasn't I wasn't like, "Oh, get out of here. Yeah. I, mean, I don't like you." It was more like, "Okay, I see what you guys went through. I understand your pain. I understand the fear, or I'm more and more understanding every day, the fear that we inherited from you guys because of the experiences that you all had as humans on this earth. I honor that. And I'm also, and I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. And that's a practice. It's a practice because there's times where we go into unconsciousness.
1: Yeah. And I've been with my whole side of this, been exploring, getting closer to myself, freeing myself from anything that could potentially be holding me back. And at the same time that I've been going through this journey and coming to know my deepest truths and my deepest self and bringing my spirit out to its full capacity i've also had a lot of and not even realizing it right i've had a lot of anger towards my grandparents a lot of anger that's so interesting
0: yeah because i never had that
1: i yeah i did because i saw the pain that they put my parents through And this is, my grandparents are amazing. They have helped us a lot, especially when we came from Colombia. They helped us set up shop here in
0: America and they helped us survive. I guess when we say the pain that any of us put each other through in all this, we were all just unconsciously living out narratives and scripts that they inherited too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And before I dove deeper into that, I had a lot of anger towards them because I see the pain that my parents went through. And I and in my eyes, for the longest time, I didn't even question it. It was because like they went through pain that their parents put them through. And how could they, how do they not know better not to, to do that? How do they not know better to give more love? How do they not know better, you know? And then it just hit me that, oh, well, at the same time, I've kind of have not had the closest relationship to my grandparents. I love them, but it hasn't been this this there, there something's been missing and it's probably because i've had that anger and and then i realized wait how is it that i'm trying to liberate myself get the closest to myself bring my closest truths out and i'm essentially cutting off i haven't cut off my grandparents in any way shape or form but cutting off a part of that one thread that binds us together right
0: a part of you i guess a part of me that's the visual i'm getting a very strong visual of roots
1: that's what i'm fucking saying dude the craziest thing the word roots has been popping up in my life for the past two months left and right, left and right, left and right. Like that's all I can say. The, the word roots has been, I went to a talk the other day yeah, and it that's happened crazy. to be about roots and then I went somewhere else. Roots, roots, roots. And to me, what's coming up with the word roots and what has been coming up is my my ancestors essentially getting to know my grandparents better, speaking to them about like, what did you, I'm not going to sit here and be angry with you anymore because I'm essentially cutting off a part of myself when I refrain from getting more curious about what you went through. Because this is the thing, a lot of us want to cut out our family members or grandparents, but we cannot deny that they are a part of us. And by not getting curious about what they went through, we're not getting curious about healing. And the word roots is for my journey is I lately have been wanting to and I haven't done this, so we'll do a follow up podcast after I do it. But going to my grandma, my dad's mom, going to my mom's mom, sitting with them, spending a day with them and being like, tell me your story. And not like, yes, I knew how they grew up. I know what they went through, but really being like in how did that feel for you? Were you stifled? Did that bring anger? Did that bring sadness? How did you react from that? And how did your mom raise you? And what was the society like when you were growing up? Did you feel stifled? Did you feel suppressed? And I want to really just sit there and listen to them and, and do what I did to my mom, right? Because I had a family therapy session with my mom where she let out a few of the things that she went through and I, both me and Paula lost it.
0: Do you remember, like we? Yeah, we started were crying. crying. I mean, the just, tears. Yeah, it was were just, just like just, seeing such a vulnerable side of her.
1: We. It was almost like seeing a kid because she was talking about how, when you know, since she was born, essentially she's was in a very, very tumultuous situation, and just seeing, and, and she almost like she looked like a kid to me when she was talking about that stuff and what she went through, and I just sat there and. Paula and the tears were flowing and we were like, fuck, dude, I'm over here getting mad at you for reacting a certain way, but dear God, like, look how you grew up. Like, I love you and, like, let me just hug you and I am sorry that you went through that. And all I can do is say thank you for letting me have a peek into what you went through so I can have a better understanding about your actions and not take them so personally. So I want to go and I want to talk to my grandparents and do that same thing. And I want to ask them about their their experience with their moms and their grandparents because it's just true. How am I supposed to know my deepest truth if there's an entire wealth of knowledge that I have not tapped into? And on that altar, so when we went to this event with Janet Raftis, There is an altar and everyone's supposed to bring little trinkets that they want to put up on the altar. So that they get like energetically juiced up. And I brought a pendant that my grandma gave me, a pendant that my other grandma gave me, and a pendant that my mom gave me. And I am really just... My current situation in life right now is the journey to understanding all of my family. The roots.
0: I've also... I've also healed from understanding, learning from my dad's pattern, because there's times when I've had to be there for him, too, and to understand where he's coming from, right? Because, so in the relationship podcast that we did, I talked about how the attachment style that i have healing out of was anxious avoidant, and my dad's avoidant, and my mom is anxious, so I got the best of both worlds. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So in understanding both of their patterns, it's helped me understand mine a little better. Like for my dad, for example, I know that he had to, at a very young age, learn to be very emotionally independent. And that what happens when you have to learn to be very emotionally independent at a young age is that you learn not to need people. Then if you learn to be that way, then you have somebody that wants a lot of closeness with you, and it feel it can feel very overwhelming, and overbearing because you it's it's just oh it's suffocating, right? So, um, I've understood that pattern from him, and and my brother, he is on this exact same journey
1: at the same time as us, and we we didn't plan for this. Um, literally
0: it's been this past month yeah we all we, just, we're all just this like past ta- month was just yeah wait what are the patterns of our ancestry my brother went to the what is it called family constellations he went to family constellations it's a therapeutic method in which you basically understand it's, it's exactly what we're talking about you basically understand and outline all the patterns that have been around in your family to gain greater insight into yourself Heal at the level of patterns. Yeah, but what is the method that they take? They do a few different
1: things. They do a, a few different things. That's what I actually want to talk to him about yeah. more and figure out.
0: Yeah. I know one of the things that they do is that they, um, and we did this in grad school, but you get different people to play out the role of different family members, and you position them, and you tell them exactly how they're supposed to act in, in, in let's say, in one of like your strongest memories. And you basically get all these people together and they all play the role of that family member in the same way. And you tell them, no, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to be a little louder to recreate your memory with people that are present there with you in that session. They each play a different role of your family members. And by seeing, it helps you see it in a more objective way. And you start to identify patterns in that way, too.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
0: It's really powerful. What? I want to fucking do that. It's so powerful. We should do it. We did that in grad school. It was like, whoa. It wasn't even mine that was getting done, but just seeing it be done with somebody else's story helped me understand so many things about my story. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. So that's one of the things. But it's basically all of this. You under If we try to understand and heal ourselves independently of our whole story of all of our ancestry and everything it's just
1: but he yeah he he went to that event and he saw some things that before were very triggering for him and had caused him to have a uh, a rip in his relationship with certain family members and and I'm gonna speak a little bit vague here because it's his story to tell um when he freaking agrees to be on our podcast (laughs) But he went to this event and I spoke with him on the phone the other night and he was just coming from a place of such empathy and compassion for the people who he had a rift with. with. And he was just saying, man, I can't even be angry at them anymore. I really can't. Because during that event, he's like, I saw where they came from. And it's just so powerful to understand that you – we want to believe that all these people are doing all these things to us and we forget that we're, yes, we, yes, we are all connected for sure, but we are whole humans on our own journey just as much as they're whole humans on their own journey. And just like I was saying about me and KJ on the relationship podcast that we talked about that we are two
0: humans who decided to take this journey together, family, family, depending on your belief system may or may not choose to take the journey together but here we are and so if we run from the powerful lessons that are here we're just cutting ourselves short of of understanding ourselves really because none of us grew up in a vacuum
1: so we wanted to do this podcast because obviously all three of the siblings are going through this at the same time but it's we found it worth it to share with you guys and you know, encourage you to explore your family and get curious about their stories, about your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents' stories because we are probably being held back by a lot. No, we are being held back by a lot of what we are not even conscious to. So expose yourself to all of the stories so that you can choose which story you want to play out. And
0: hopefully you have access to doing that. Um, That's a good point. Because I know maybe some of the listeners, you could have been adopted. Or maybe there has been such a terrible, terrible rift in your family. Or maybe there's been death and loss. And they're not really around for that anymore. And that's okay. If If the family is there, take advantage of it and do it. If they're not there understanding your own patterns will highlight it's the same pattern at whatever level you look at it so if you just do your own work and understand your own patterns you're gonna you're pretty much coming up against the history of your ancestors
1: you know what though I would also like to add that my brother he said this that the person who was leading his event they were like and if you can't come home to your family for some reason because they would just literally like murder you if you showed up or if you don't know them or whatever, if it's some extreme situation, um, get a picture of them and create a shrine of some sort, you an know, altar. an altar and talk to it like, hey, I, you couldn't love me how I wanted to be loved. I understand that you were probably going through something that I couldn't even understand it. And I also understand that had I been in your same situation, I have no idea how I would have handled it. I would like to guess that I would have handled it better, but we will never know. Just have a conversation, whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to sound like what I just said, yeah, but and you could say like, help
0: me, help me help understand me. And, my pattern and
1: and call, call upon your ancestors that if they've passed or if you're adopted, like call upon them and, and whatever you believe in, but I believe in spirits. I do believe that you can, we're all connected. That energy is all, this is all energy. Connect, tap into that energy and talk to, talk to it. Talk to them. Open yourself up for a deeper dialogue and deeper curiosity and a deeper
0: diving in. Yeah, because the other thing that just came to me just from working with clients, I, I see this pattern all the time and through our own life and our own stories that whatever our caregivers rejected in our cell in us were the parts that they rejected in themselves
1: and it was probably because their parents rejected it in them
0: in them and then their parents rejected it in themselves yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and if we don't want to look at that and we're just going to be mad at them then we're still rejecting that and then we're going to do it to our kids too
1: right so if paula didn't tap into this situation of anger right a feeling like she was an angry person. You know, she probably maybe I then, could have
0: been explosively angry with my kids. And then if I'd never done this work and then my kids would be afraid of anger and then they would suppress the the emotions of their kids. And there we go. There you go. Then their kids would be explosive. And it all continues.
1: It's so worth it, man. And I actually was listening to a podcast between Brene Brown and Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss was saying how he's got a lot of friends who are alcoholics or they're addicted to something or they're in the midst of like crazy chaos. And they're, and Tim has said, man, why don't you just go get a therapist? You know, like they can really help you talk about it. And And their friend's response is always like, man, I am not even ready to open that Pandora's box. Like I'm dealing with what I can now. I don't want to even dive into that. And then Brene Brown was like, well, what you should say back to them is, Oh so you, you think Pandora's box is next to you. You are in Pandora's box. <laughs> don't you, you want to release it? You are in there right now. You know, don't this isn't something that you you're not next to. It's not something you're about to open. You are currently in it. The things that are playing out in your life right now are playing out because you are in Pandora's box. Open that shit and get curious.
0: You know the other what that the other thing that, that brings up for me is I was listening to um Aubrey Marcus's podcast. And he was in, in in it they mentioned this metaphor of let's say you break your leg, but it never heals properly, you learn to walk on it all crooked. And it hurts. It hurts to walk on it. But in order to actually really heal it, you actually have to break it again. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you have to break it again so I can actually reset correctly. Or you can just kind of walk with some pain for the rest of your life. I remember when I started going to therapy, I, was, I, I really thought that I was like, am I ever going to not cry in therapy? It took mold many sessions before I was finally like, now I don't cry in therapy anymore, really. Not a lot of things. But since I hadn't gone to therapy ever, when I did finally start going, there was way more stuff in there than I thought there was and it felt good to let go of it It felt good to release it but yeah you're living in Pandora's box until you release it
1: be an active player in the the chaos around you and not just passively living through it and trying to keep it at bay and putting band-aids over it because you can heal your wounds that is so possible it is so possible we can all live the most liberated, best lives.
0: Yeah. And I saw this other thing that said that when you heal your wounds, you don't just heal your wounds. You heal your sister's wounds. You heal your brother's wounds. You heal your mother's wounds. You heal your coworker's wounds because you start showing up in the world in such a way that no longer perpetuates the conditioned trauma.
1: I love that. And with that, we are just gonna tell you to stay tuned because we got a really stupid hypnotherapy recording that we're about to play that me and Paula did. <laughs> yeah. So if you listen this far, you are about to get rewarded, or you just may think this is like the dumbest thing and want to save it. I don't know, but I this thing gets me every single time. So here you go, friends.
2: Okay, Vali. Just taking a, a deep breath and let it out. Good. Breathing in, relaxation, and peacefulness. <laughs> you have to you have to just let like, oh. go. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> okay, I do this all the way. I know. I knew that this would be a challenge for us. <laughs> I do this with my meditation. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm so embarrassed. So okay. I'm just going to keep talking, and we'll get past the laughing. Okay. Just, so even if I laugh, just don't let it get to you. Don't look at me, because you're going to see the stupidest grin on my face. I think I can feel it. Okay. With breathing in... <laughs> Breathing in relaxation and peacefulness. With each exhale, you're letting go. Such a goober. (laughs) Okay, take a deep breath, (laughs) let it out. (laughs) Breathing in relaxation and peacefulness.
0: So I just want to pause this recording for a moment to honor and give ourselves credit for the persistence that we are showing (laughs) through this entire hypno session continue
2: with each exhale you're letting go of any tension or stressors just letting go now is self-hypnosis and you are in complete control of your experience. Noticing a wave of relaxation from the bottom of your feet (laughs) to the top of your head. And with each breath that you take in, you're breathing in relaxation and peacefulness. Allowing the sound of my voice And the sound of the music To take you deeper And deeper you feel so much more relaxed (laughs) In this very relaxed state Put your thumb and your forefinger together, and silently say it to yourself. <laughs> Calm and relaxed. Calm and relaxed. Anytime you want to come back, it's very safe. <laughs> Dude, can we not do this?
1: Nope, we could not. But I would also like to honor our commitment and perseverance to this hypno session. All right, Pretty Mental Fam. Remember our podcasts drop every other Monday at 8 a.m.
0: EST. Until then, we love you. And be kind to yourselves. Bye. Peace out.